Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well, good evening, everybody. It's Soccer in the City Live. I'm Glenn Crooks. Roberto Abramowitz and John Rojas will be by in just a moment. And Anton Tinnerholm, what a cool thing for me. My broadcast partner, Maddie Lawrence, on another assignment, uh, carrying Copa Lib games, and he uh, was unable to be at this one. So uh, Tinnerholm still nursing the injury filled in. So we're going to hear some of his commentary, which was really sharp, and also little question and answer as he uh well the the obvious questions are how's your health but maybe the less obvious question is what about your contract you coming back or what's going on so uh he'll address both of those things uh john rojas uh, who you'll meet in a moment if you haven't already met him uh posted a little earlier today uh about uh mls referees who are going to cutter for the uh, World Cup, so we'll uh, we'll take a, a look at that because I think that's always uh, significant to see who's earned the rights that are currently working uh, in MLS and with pro referees. And uh, then we also have MLS player salaries, which uh, I'm it's always mind-boggling to me that they drop this in the middle of the season, but it's something to talk about. And uh, I think always there's some intrigue, and uh, this year did not disappoint because there certainly is. And then it was two former New York City's, well, it's the coach, Patrick Vieira, and he played for Vieira here at New York City, Frank Lampard. They went head-to-head today in what was a nutty game, uh, which uh, for Everton, Lampard's side against Crystal Palace, Patrick's side, Everton, what a massive uh, game for them to uh, avoid relegation. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, that one as well. So, yep, you've got the uh, you got the whole thing covered here, and there they are. It's uh, John and Roberto, and Roberto Abramowitz, John Rojas, and I need to be uh, forgiven ahead of time. You, you have to understand, John, and, and you probably do. I don't know if you took these charters when you were here on a regular basis, but the charter, it, after any game, we're generally charter back, which is great except we land in White Plains anywhere between 1 and 3 a.m., and then I've got a 90-minute ride home. So I'm pretty exhausted. And I had to wake up at 7.30 because somebody was doing something on my roof. And, you know, so uh, no excuse. Uh, I'm feeling good. But, uh, again, if I uh, misrepresent anything or can't complete a simple sentence, I just want to be, uh, be forgiven ahead of time. Are oh, you blaming it on that now? 
right, I am. Fine. Well, but I do want to thank Sirius XMFC, where I work. Hey, Roberto, I don't know if you popped in uh, the soccer channel when you hopped in your car last night, but guess what was on? The coaching academy. The coaching, every time I turn on Sirius, the coaching academy. Uh, on, and I want to know how much you're bribing Joe Tolleson to have that. It is amazing. After every game, there you are. I cannot get you out of my life. Well, I don't because, know how many coaches are going to listen to that at one in the morning. <laughs> well, I don't know either. Unless you're on the West Coast and get well, home. But no, it, yeah. it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting how many, uh, yeah, Hawaii, how many, uh, how many times it's repeated, like in the overnight hours. So I don't know. I guess the insomniacs will hear it. But I, I'm, the, the guy I was interviewing, I thought it was pretty cool, was Thomas Dooley. So it was good just kind of listening back to that, the former U.S. Uh, men's national team captain, et cetera, et cetera. Then I uh, did a little E Street radio. And then the guy who really got me home, though, is Howard, Howard Stern. I mean, his interviews are fantastic. And, uh, you know, every now and then I can't handle them. But uh, for the most part, uh, I, I, and almost every time I've had to take this trip home, Howard's got me there with uh, entertaining interviews. So that happened again. All right. Anyway, let's get to the soccer. Uh, it was a, a big match last night. It's a, a road win for New York City against D.C. United 2-0. It's first road victory of the year. And just briefly, it's uh, New York City is now tied with Montreal, Orlando, and FC Cincinnati for most wins of the East with six. And four straight clean sheets, 395 minutes without conceding a goal. So that's the way we'll kick off. Roberto, what do you say first? Uh, well, uh... Not that match, match, please. A good start. <laughs> I mean, the game started out really well. I mean, the one thing that was pretty obvious is that every time that New York had a set piece corner kick and they sent the ball into the penalty area, they pretty they won it every single time. I mean, it was very, very dominant. New York in the air and set pieces and the work that Robert Twiggin is doing with the squad. Santi, you know, is doing a great job getting those crosses uh, in past the first defender where they're doing a lot of damage. And uh, on the one that turned out to be a goal was a, was a short corner because they played it back to Gloucester. And then he got a really good uh, service in. And, uh, you know, Collins got his head on it. Uh, Romo sort of got his hands on it while falling backwards. And uh, ball went in the net. Well, let's, uh, John, before you comment, uh, here's how it sounded on the New York City FC Network and Anton Tinnerholm uh, getting his chance to uh, comment on it. It's certainly great to hear somebody on the inside who rehearses these plays. Headed it out for the first corner of the game taken by Santi Rodriguez. He'll play it back to Gloucester, spins it into the front post. Here's a shot and a goal, and it's Alexander Collins. Collins loves to get forward, is always there off the set pieces. So a rehearsed play from New York City FC. Rodriguez playing short to Gloucester. He spun in a beautiful cross and flashing to the front post. Collins and New York City takes the early lead just six minutes in at Audi Field. Yeah, it was a, was a good goal. We, we're taking advantage of, uh, of them uh, st standing with one guy high and uh, we can uh, be smart in that situation and, and play Chris and uh, hit a uh, cross from a better position than a corner. And then, uh, yeah, if you leave Kayans free in, in uh, the, the five meters, that, that, then it's uh, definitely a goal. So, uh, yeah, a good one. Collins, uh, second goal of the year. And... Uh, so, John, uh, significant off that short corner. That's what uh, Titterholm was talking about. They played it short. They read it. Uh, it was not defended well by uh, D.C. United. 
as one of the, the big elements on, on those set pieces is really in today's game where spaces are so, you know, compact and teams work so hard on defending from, you know, the forward until the defensive line, those set pieces are really important. And that short corner is very interesting because teams manage it on different ways. That's the best way to move the defensive line of the opposition to create those spaces and make people like Alexander Collins attack spaces, not waiting for a ball. So that service has to come to a space that someone is going to attack. That's right. And that's what Collins knows really good. Uh, it was really a, a fantastic goal. And Collins uh, gets better and better. And what we learned from Titterholm, and you, we see it, but Co it's Collins and uh, Tati Castellanos who are always the targets on these things, with the exception of Morales on the near-to-post flicks, which he predicted twice. What was great about having Titterholm is he could see the setup, and then he would he would tell us what's coming. So it was pretty cool. He wouldn't tell us how it would happen. He said, I'm not going to tell you how we do it. you got to just figure that out by watching, which uh, <laughs> I'm sure we, we sort of already have, you know, where the blocks how quickly, are. How quickly you've forgotten about Maxime Chanel. What do you mean? How could, well, you're talking about who the targets are. No, I know no, that no. he wasn't in the game. Tinner, no, Tinnerholm. <laughs> no, Tinner. Uh, Chano's in the no, no. game. He's normally the primary target. Tinnerholm said this through the execution and delivery of the rehearsed plays in training. I don't know what to tell you. I didn't okay. say it. Tinnerholm said it. Who's there? So anyway, and uh, as far as the uh, oh, as far as Tinnerholm being on the air. Well, well, thank you. The uh, NYCFC, the City Boys Show, another podcast we should be watching and listening to. Uh, and uh, we do know that Tinnerholm said he'd be uh, hopefully be back in a month and a half. He's going to have his uh, second child on June 29th. That's the due date. And he hopes to back that up with his uh, first appearance coming off surgery. How cool would that be? That would be great. And then uh, the Chano and Collins barely speaking on the pitch. I'm going to play a clip from that, too, because we played a little Chano last week, but it was really a, a remarkable statement by Shido about uh, his relationship uh, with Collins. But let's stick with this game. And, and uh, you know, that's how it started. Fifth minute, it turned out, was the, uh, was the, uh, was the time of the goal. And, uh, and before that, Brad Smith had just hit the post. So New York City didn't start out particularly well. And Titterholm pointed that out, too. But, uh, but it's important, Glenn, to notice that this is a team with confidence right now, New York City FC, right? Is 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 in a strike in which they uh, understand that they back to their basics, that they know they can play the way they usually play, that they can rely uh, to suffer some moments, and then they have, for example, uh, Maxi Morales, who uh, in the past game against Columbus played the double pivot, and he did it really well. So they, you know, they understanding that more and more they finding again the tools to keep up this strike and that they have a total different strike that the one that, for example, Philadelphia, who is the leader of that of the conference or the Easter conference is having. I mean, NYCFC has six games without uh, losing, right? Five mm -hmm. of those six wins, while Philadelphia, on the other hand, they have four games straight tied and not a single win in five games. So this is a team that came to this um, game against DC United with a lot of confidence. They had Castellanos. Uh, um, Castellanos is scoring again. I know he's not going to be for the next game, but just talking about this with uh, DC United, 
there's something interesting too that Alex Collins mentioned on the press conference because the way that Ronnie Dyla decided to match up the substitutions and the adjustments that DC United had during the game was what we always want from the team and that we see Ronnie can do, which is not coming with a plan and stick with that plan, but coming with a plan, reading the game, and adjusting, adjusting if necessary. So uh, New York City he went with a defensive line of five guys to avoid the wider spaces for DC United. And since DC United understood that they couldn't get through the middle, they tried to get people on the wings, but New York City FC replied, closing the win areas with those five. So it's amazing to see how the team is finding elements to adjust and then the big confidence that they have in on this streak. Little question that they are confident. And when yeah. they when they play... You know, I, I don't know if you all see it the same way, but man, except for some certain you know periods of time over these last four games, they really look they're playing with uh, with joy and love and you know freedom and uh, they look like they're no. having a, a great time out there. And of course, when you score goals, it's great. They're, they're dominating games, is getting early goals, which helps, and uh, you know, and they're not losing those leads. There's a lot of times you see a team get an early goal and then. Yeah. You know, things turn around at the end. They don't do it again. But, uh, you know, it was good for New York City that they kept the pressure up and they got the penalty kick, which is a, which is a very good use of VAR. by uh, And then Chris Penso going to VAR and taking a look at the play. And, uh, you know, it was uh, – it's the right use there and the technology working in the, in, in the way that it should work because, to me, it's very clear that it was – that it was a penalty, especially once you look at it on the uh, on the replay. Heinz Ike had his arm way out, and uh, it was very you know it's it's an easy call if you see it. He didn't see it originally. The players complained, and then uh, VAR took a look at it, and Chris Benson did the right thing. Had uh, Romo hold the kickoff, and went and took a look at it, and took two replays to be able to see that it was a uh, very clearly a penalty kick. And well, then that's it's a panenka, not bad. Well, let's let's listen to the commentary. John, you'll uh, you'll speak next when this is over. But it's first the English radio and then the Spanish radio back to back on the uh, proceedings here. And uh, Chris Penso is holding things up. There's a VAR review. Yeah, they're looking at the potential handball. I think uh, the guy who headed the ball um, in front of uh, Alfredo Morales, yeah, he got it on the arm. So, yeah, it looked uh, suspicious at first. So maybe it's a penalty. Well, what's your, uh, yeah, what's no, your assessment? You make the call. Yeah, I think it was a penalty, to be honest. It, it hit, hit his arm. Uh, for me, that's a, that's a clear uh, penalty. Well, Penso is uh, gazing at the monitor, and it's a penalty. Tati picks up the ball. Yeah, I'm 100% sure he's gonna he's gonna score. He's so confident from the spot right now. Angle to the left. He stands with uh, his left boot on the line, top of the area. So it's a, a pretty long run up for Tati Castellanos. Romo on his line. Castellanos approaches, stutter step, and he penenkas. <laughs> Penenka, Tati Castellanos, goal number seven on the season. I knew he's gonna score by doing a panenka. It's uh, yeah, that tells tells us a lot how how well he's playing now and what a confidence he, he's having. Entonces Chris Penso, este es el tercer penal que cobra esta temporada 78 en su carrera. 
Y el cuarto que le da a New York City en su carrera. Ok. Entonces Tati acomoda el balón. Solo ha fallado un penalti en su carrera, Tati Castellanos. Y aquí viene el arranque. Romo saltando. Sobre la línea. El público abuchea. Tati ahora arranca, titubea, tira, la toca de Paninca. ¡Gol! ¡De New York City! Tati Castellanos tiene siete. Este fue de Paninca. New York City arriba 2-0. Es un irreverente Castellanos, pero es muy bueno. Marca el gol de Panenka Haciendo el amague Esperando un segundito antes de patear Romo no tenía absolutamente nada que hacer Con mucha calidad Define Castellanos 2 a 0 El partido no está definido Pero se comienza a definir En este final del primer tiempo New York City en el momento clave Certero, marcando diferencias 2 a 0 aquí en Aurifield Yeah, it's, it's awesome for Tati. And um, look, Castellanos has seven goals, correct? That's right. So he had seven, but he has 11. <laughs> yeah. Because right. when he started to score in MLS, he already had four in Conca Champions League. Right. right? Yep. So uh, Tati has never been away from what he does, which is scoring. He's actually pacing himself for another great uh, season. And now that we're talking about NYCFC goals, how many goals does NYCFC has this season, this MLS season? 23. They have 23 Correct. goals, which uh, is yep. number three in all of MLS. Austin with Correct. 25, LAFC 24. How many of those 23 goals are not South American? I not sure. Well, Parks and Gloucester scored in the same game, which brought to mind they were the first pair of Americans to score in the same game for New York City since 2016. Yeah. And I don't recall. Uh, Shelton was one of them. I can't remember the other American goal scorer. That okay. Yeah, Tommy yeah, Mack. Tommy. So, yeah. So, Roberto, so, how many? So, Three. what's the answer? Two goals by Keaton Parks and one by, uh, and one by Gloucester. Gloucester. So right. 20 out of those 23 are South American. Hail to the South Americans. You're well, welcome. Nobody from Colombia. John, none of the, no Colombians. Yeah. No Colombians. There's no Colombians on the team, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I think okay. uh, Calle was the last one. Uh, they'd seen enough, I think, after that. Um, no, no, Bedoya. Bedoya. Oh, he didn't oh, play yeah, much. Right. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. never played, though. He right. Never played. Yeah. All right. But I had looked it up last year and I mean, I'd have to go. So you remember the game against Atlanta that Goody Thorarenson scored in? Yeah. Remember sure. that game? Yeah. Every goal after that until Keaton Park scored was South American. Every single one. All competitions? No, uh, no, not all competition. Well, if you want to include Alfredo Morales as South American, then yeah, you can because he's part German, part American, part Peruvian. So he's a mutt. Well, I'm just here. I'm just asking. All competitions no, no, are no, just I mean, MLS games. He's you classified know. as American because he plays for the U.S. national team. But, you know, he definitely has uh, Hispanic blood. His, his father is from Peru. And uh, what do you call it? He, he watches, uh, he listens to every single game. And uh, comments on everything we say. 
So which I, is very I, cool. So is it all competitions or just regular season games? This stat you just gave that all South American goal scorers since Goody went uh, until Park scored earlier this year. I'm trying to remember now on the CCL uh, who scored the goals, and I think that Alfredo Morales was the only non. Well, then he still calls us. I think they are. I, I don't think of anybody else who all right. who scored. Did well, Chano get a goal? Cassiano said four. Hey, Glenn, Did this Chano is even worse than the trivia. Or something? What, what, John? Did Chano is... Sorry, Sean, go. This is worse than the trivia. No, Chanel had a goal in U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, this is worse than the trivia. Oh, right, um, he had, right, he had that. Which we yeah, will, uh, we will. I, I'm uh, seeing we can gather. Uh, you know, I'm going to wait a little bit into the broadcast. I, I probably should have led with that. It's going to be a future New York City FC game, undefined game, where we will uh, give away four tickets today. But you have to answer a trivia question. That's coming up a, l- a little bit later on. We want you to soak in the. Uh, the information, you know, the discussion, and join in on the comments if you if you put something up there and it's uh, it's clean and worthy. I'll, uh, I'll I'll be glad to share it with everybody. Uh, the the shutout streak and the minutes uh, without conceding a goal, which surpasses the three hundred and nine last year. You know, so th- this has really been um, also a very good long stretch of conceding. Very little. So DC United had eight shots last night, none on frame, but the eight shots they had in the game was the fewest they've had in a, in a game all year. And then the, the, the lack of a, a shot on frame, although we would dispute the one that was deflected yeah, th- and that Johnson had to make the save, but it's back-to-back games with no shots on frame, first uh, Columbus and, uh, and now last night. So it, pretty remarkable, and we know it does, it's not just you know, the goalkeeper. It uh, starts with a forward line that goes from there. Yeah, start with Tati. So it's four games, right? Without conceding a goal. After right. conceding four against Toronto. Correct? Yeah, but that was... Well, no, it, they did. They gave up four, but they were down 2-0, exactly. scored one, five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then a couple of set-piece goals against that I... I, I remember... I, th- I think you were at that training session, Roberto, where Ronnie spent about an hour on set-piece defending, and just they were just serving ball after ball, and, uh, and he was... He was very much uh, uh, particularly uh, uh, on top of anyone who didn't quite function the way they should have in those uh, exercises there, and training. I was on the phone with you, and you were describing that to me. Yeah, so so anyway, I, as, as I said, I wanted to go back and look. So, uh, yes, Chano did have a goal in Champions League against Santos Iguapilis when they beat him for, uh, for zip. Uh, so, listen, just going back to that point to that topic of you know the not receiving goals and how the team defends as a unit um this is and again the, the game is not break in parts right you defend because you're attacking or you're attacking after you're defending so it, it goes together the way you set up your defense is the way that's going to start your attack and vice versa um and this is something that we were expecting when all the pieces were on the right place, right set of mind, right adaptation, uh, time, right? Having the two Brazilians on the wings and having Santi in the middle, right? With Tati leading that pressure. Have you seen, have you noticed how Santiago, for example, changed the way he defends, the way he pressures from those first minutes in his natural oh, position against Seattle? The- 
All and three now, of those, don't you think? Oh, you are, what are you specifically uh, referring to? Just the, the effort to get into position or everything? More, the yeah. effort to get into position, the the uh, the quick state of mind in, in which he does the click and pressure when he has to. He's not suffering that much when he has to pressure back, right? Remember that change in, uh, on, on the shape on that game that he was allowed to pressure only going forward because he was having some issues coming back and covering the space. Now he doesn't have that problem. Of course, he has parks and he has Morales behind him, but he's doing it, you know, in, in a summer's uh, pace and connectivity with others in communication, even if it is like uh, we're mentioning before with Channel and College, even if it is with the eyes, right? Just gestures. But there's communication there. And then yeah. the other part of it is, remember how hard people were with Tiago Martins? Yeah. And Tiago Martins is now a really good piece, of, uh, 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 you know, alongside Callens. And another element that Ronnie can use either Chana, Tiago, Callens, Tiago, right? Right. So, no, he's got, and I, you know. So I he's agree. now the guy that is starting to build out of that. So nobody could expect him to contribute in you know, a perfect way since day one. But now they are doing it the way that they want to do it, the way they expect it. Right. And I uh, was going to point uh, past Rodriguez to uh, Tylus Magno and Tiago, the effort they're putting in. I mean, those guys are busting their hump defensively, and it's making a huge deal. How many times did Tiago recover and just – and? unexpectedly uh, for, for the server who was just playing a little square ball. There's Tiago to intercept and go the other way. You mentioned communication, John. So I think this is a good moment. Uh, you meant we've, we've talked about the central defense and Tiago Martins, who I've kind of liked all along. I know he's made like one or two mistakes just about in every match. Nothing last night. Very clean sheet for him last night, I think, in, in terms of turnovers and things like that. But uh, Maxime Cheneau signed a three-year contract recently, an uh, extension for New York City, which uh, will put him at 35 years old at the end of that. And he's teamed up with Collins, Alexander Collins, at the back for over uh, 100 games. But uh, in my uh, on-frame podcast, one-on-one -on -one with Cheneau that I aired last week, uh, we didn't play this particular clip. And I think it's pretty interesting as Cheneau defines his uh, relationship with Collins. I do. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I believe we, we are the best uh, or one of the best tandem in MLS since uh, 2016 and I think uh, the result and the, the goals we concede and the game we won together show it. Um, that's, that's a funny relationship because we don't speak so much to each other outside on the pitch but credit to the club who I think find the perfect uh, players perfect qualities who can match together as I say Cayence is a little like bit complimentary like, yeah. exactly that's yeah. what I try to mean Cayence is a little bit someone who uh, is a player who, who's going more forward than me but I get his back I, I cover a lot of his back um, I think the both quality we had together uh, allowed us to uh, yeah to be strong at the back together so I have not too much to say about Alex because as I say we don't speak too much but I have so much love by playing with him uh, I felt so much uh, confidence when he's next to me and uh, I have so much fun and uh, it took time and that's why sometimes especially sometimes some fans doesn't understand like creating and building a relationship and chemistry together uh, it takes time it took time and that's exactly what happened uh, with uh, Kayens and me I think year after year we're getting better and I think sure. the playoff last year just show how strong and how uh, how yeah, just how we understand each other very well, show it by uh, by winning the cup. How do you communicate? So if you're not communicating verbally, can you describe how that's developed, that relationship, as far as uh, you know, how you do communicate on the field? And that's also a funny question because I think the first two years, we have we must speak to each other on a pitch. I tried to speak a little bit of Spanish. She tried to speak a little bit on English, and we understand each other like that. You know, like football language is pretty simple, you know. But now we don't even need to speak on a pitch. Yeah. I exactly know what yeah. he's going to do. And I know is exactly know what I'm going to do, how I'm going to defend, how I'm going to step in with the ball, whatever. So the last five games I played with him and even during the playoff, I don't even remember sp speaking with him. So we don't speak together. Uh, I, I might surprise you, but we don't need to speak together. Yeah, it surprises me. <laughs> I mean, when you talk about center backs, John, Central defenders, you know, their communication, mostly probably with the players in front of them on either side of them, but they still, uh, the, the fact that they just know each other that well and uh, don't speak the same language and uh, therefore, uh, but it, it hasn't stopped them from 
uh, I agree with Shido. I think they're uh, they've been the top duo in the league. And and the roster construction, Glenn. I mean, those guys yep. are part of the more experienced players, not only with the team but on their careers, right? You have youngsters out there running, busting, you know, pressuring, creating, but those two are experienced. So they understand that the time actually to communicate between the two center backs is not much. It's not that, you know, you don't have enough time. If you want to create actually a sentence, it's hard even to understand in some places, the loud noises and, you know, so. And when you speak the same language. <laughs> exactly. Just beginning with that. But creating that relationship is, like I said, it takes time. But at the same time, it's, it, it gives you so much fruits once it's built it, that you can just look at the guy and with a little no, he knows what I'm doing and I know what he's doing. And then it's, the, it's, it's yeah, ultimate ahead, professionalism, right, Glenn and yeah. John? It really is because you don't have to be best friends outside of the field to know that once you're at work, you know, you got to get the job done and you can have the right chemistry and do all that you have to do. And then, you know, the game ends and you just go your separate ways and you do different things. And that's understandable. You know, they don't have to be best friends, but once they're on the field, they've got to be able to work together. Of course, this year they haven't had much of a chance to work because uh, Thiago Martins has basically taken over Chano's spot. So uh, now they've got to build something together. And I think that that's starting to come together. I think Tiago Martins is be, is beginning to play a lot better than he did. I think he starts he's he's understood what this league is about a lot quicker than you know a lot of guys when coming into the league. It takes him a long time to figure it out. And I think that one of the more underrated things that he does and maybe doesn't go noticed as much is the fact that how well he sees the field and how well he passes a ball out of the back and you know they always hitting the right guy in the right space. Uh, he does a really good job with that. And uh, I've also seen him, you know, when he tracks back, uh, I've seen him be able to track people down now, which is something that I don't think he could do very well at the beginning. And maybe now, maybe there was a fitness thing or something was wrong. But now I seem to think, I mean, at least to my eye, that he has a little bit more pace, a little bit more speed. Yeah. You, got to, you have to speak more. I just put the camera on you. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Glenn. And no. uh, yeah. too slow. Um, yeah. Um, I just, just to be clear, and I think the one who has to back my opinion here is you because you were the one who talked to him and I'm, I'm saying Shanad and he's, he's coming about, I'm, I'm not speaking that much with Alex. It's not that I'm not interested in the guy, so I don't have to talk to him. It's that right. we built that relationship so good that we don't have to speak during the games, during the plays. It's not like... You know, I I don't have a feeling with the guy, so I don't speak. You know, yeah, I don't need to speak like with that. the guy. He's not my friend, so I don't talk to him. He's yeah. not no, that way. Right. No, it's not that. And he was, I think what he was trying to say. Thank you, Glenn. Yeah, get me wrong. Sorry. But I think what he's trying to say is that, that off the field, they don't have a relationship of being real friends or anything like that. It's very business-like. You know, they go on their own ways after trips and things, and they don't hang out a lot together. But yet, once they're on the field, they're like this, and they understand each other very, very well. They have, you know, they, they have great communication. That's what yeah, I got. That's exactly the point that I want to make, Glenn. I did not read, I do not want to read between lines that he's saying, I don't hang out with the guy. I don't know. He's just talking specifically about his relationship as a pair of center backs that come into the field. 
Yeah, and he said specifically on the field. But I think uh, one thing about being on the road and the ability to observe, look, all you have to do as far as seeing the love of the team for each other is look at that picture that was posted that Katie Cahalan uh, took uh, after last night's game. And this is after the, the day the MLS salaries were released and you, a bunch of players in that picture don't ever play and I mean, they were uh, they were a happy group. I think they really do love each other as teammates. Uh, I don't I don't know if he was necessarily referring to that, but they aren't they don't talk that much off the field, you know. And I think the observation is uh, is is clear when you could see on the road kind of who hangs with each other, who's who's uh, and, and there aren't any clicks on the team. But you know, it goes without saying that you know sometimes the, the Brazilian guys are hanging and you know. Uh, they don't, especially the ones that don't speak much English, uh, but it's a, it's, it is a happy team. And that is very clear in how they uh, are around each other, uh, how they play together. And, uh, and we could go back to how Ronnie Dyla has uh, kind of formed the culture of this team. I mean, he's been, he's been the best at it of, uh, of all the coaches and maybe it's the right people and the right players as well. Yeah. That's a part of it too. And, and that's where David Lee gets to step in and take credit too to to and anybody else that's uh, scouted the right players and, and and brought them all together and CFG for putting this coaching staff together. Ronnie Dylan, Nick Cushing didn't know each other from anything, right? And there was a point last year, John. I, I think early yeah. in the year we were wondering, you know, are they? Do they get on? You know, is do you think there's a there's a strong positive connection there? And uh, the answer is yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 and you know what? Now that, that we are giving you know credit right and left, um, I don't want to forget Nico Acevedo. I mean, the guy is doing whatever it takes to be on the field, right? Yeah, he's he's playing right back. He's playing as a double pivot. He's playing the right side on the left side. I mean, it's like the guy who comes into the coach's office and says, "You know what? Whatever you want me on there, just put me on the paper and I'm jumping." <laughs> And a lot of that had to do with what they've observed in training, though. They just feel like he's such a, a good player. But he's not a good defender because no. I, not on the flank. I mean, the amount of times that Brad Smith got in yesterday, which uh, created you know, probably the most havoc uh, on that side uh, of the attack for uh, well, DC Pace United. is not one of his attributes. So No, yeah. it's not. He's yeah. not fast. But that's, he made... that's why you miss Tavon. I mean, that's why you miss Tavon Gray, right? I mean in his speed and Anton, you know, when he was playing, obviously he was the best at the position that the team had. Having said that the team won a championship without, uh, without Anton. So, uh, you know, give some credit to Tavon for doing a good job. They're getting all these clean sheets without Tinnerholm, Tavon, Cheneau and Amundsen who are, you know, take Tavon out and put Tinnerholm. I mean, these are the, these are the regular guys and, and they're still, uh, they're still getting it done. So well, it's good I, to see Adelson back. You know, he he played a little bit in the second half, and you'll start seeing him play more. Well, he might wind up having to start depending on what happened with Gloucester. Yeah, because, we don't know that. Uh, he limped off. He limped off the field, went straight to the dressing room. Although one of the players told me that he was going to be okay. That you know, it was just more you know fatigue and muscle fatigue than anything else. So well, you and I will find back. out. You and I will find out more tomorrow when we go up to training, you know, we and we'll uh, go to training we'll, and we'll see, see who's there and who's not. Yeah. You know, it's uh, Maxi Morales was left home, uh, as was Tavon Gray. Uh, Tavon Gray had been ill, uh, just sick, and then uh, got a little knock in training. So we'll we'll get an update on that. And then Maxi Morales uh, could be something minor, could be just rest. Uh, you know, it's uh, we'll, we'll get more of an update on 
the, uh, the team I, I, has said well. it's rest. Yeah. All right. Then um, I hope he got a good rest in. <laughs> and listen to the English commentary. I mean, he should do that to work on his English. You know, that's uh, I, I think that's uh, <laughs> I, I think that's uh, really important. Roberto Abramowitz is here. John Rojas. I'm Glenn Crooks. We uh, John is the versatile member of the pack. He's done the commentary on both the Spanish and English side. So. I'm sorry. Is he, he's uh, not the only one. Well, are you going to count a preseason stream? <laughs> uh, you, I'm sorry. Uh, versus uh, versus the MLS Cup championship. Two yeah, no, two forty minutes. Me. Is is, Guata, is is Guatemala now just a, a, a faded? Memory? Oh, Guatemala City. That's right. We uh, we had an emergency. Uh, Nobody heard that one. Three man booth. Uh, <laughs> actually, it was actually we got we did have a lot. Listen, and uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it did it, pretty it was well fun. considering the fact that I mean. By the way, this thing saved our butt. We did the whole game, John. I, game I don't know if you know. We did the whole game on the on Roberto's hot, well, second hot half, spot. Basically, the yeah. first half it was on the MiFi that they threw at us to you know like ten minutes before the game after they promised us internet and uh, an Ethernet connection. They didn't, and that thing worked for about five minutes. Kept on disconnecting, connecting back up. You know, we had a oh, horrible crazy. time. And then the second half, I said, let's just try my phone, and it worked. All right, we were talking about injuries earlier, specifically Tinnerholm, the Achilles, the Achilles surgery. So uh, this is the first thing I asked him uh, pregame was uh, about his uh, potential return to the lineup. Now is the yeah the last stop before I can uh, go into the pitch uh, for real. Uh, I mean, it's been a it's been a long journey, uh, but I'm almost there, and uh, I think uh, now in the end it's uh, it's quite tough to be honest to to be on the sideline, especially like today. Uh, you go into the locker room today, see the guys, and uh, they they start their preparation and everything like that, and and you just want to be part of it. But uh, yeah, I'm sitting here with you. It's it's not too bad, but I I'd rather <laughs> be on the pitch to be honest. We'd, and, we'd um, rather see you on the pitch. Yeah, it's so. Uh, what is it like during the course of the week? So, what I the most recent practice I went to, you were playing five v two. You were in the middle defending, holding a penny, but no tackles. You're not you're not permitted to have contact yet, right? That's correct. Um, I'm I'm playing. Uh, I'm training with the team uh, most of the time right now. Um, so so what I'm doing is yeah the warm up the the, the boxes uh, some some possession and some some passing drills. Uh, I haven't been in like eleven versus eleven, but um, mm-hmm. I'm starting to get into five v five now as well. So I'm I'm feeling I'm I'm, I'm pretty close, uh, and, and I'm not worried for my injury to be honest. Uh, they, they say it's a bigger risk to rupture the, the other Achilles than than my than uh, the one I did uh, seven and a half months ago. So I, I'm not afraid at all, and uh, I think that's uh, that's really important uh, for my mental status you know to to go onto the pitch and feeling I'm, I'm scared it, you can't have it like that so. no you can't so what is the, the the medical analysis that will permit you to have contact and play again what 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 has to happen between now and then so uh, we we play uh, Minnesota I think 28 and then we have a little bit break after that and uh, as soon as we come back after that uh, mini break then I'm going to have my final test uh, and so hopefully I can start in full training. But what's your uh, your educated guess as to when you'll be able to uh, compete? What would you think? In, in Realistically. Game, I, I think I should be back in one and a half months. Uh, that's that's the goal. Uh, the doctor said it's uh, far ahead of schedule. Uh, they said up to 12 months at first. Uh, now, if I can be back in the start of July or, or late June, then, then it's um, closer to nine and or eight and a half months. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. All right, so uh, the May 29th or 28th date at Minnesota, coming back from that, uh, New York City's off until June the 19th, the international break, and then uh, during that period of time, uh, there'll be a pretty big determination about his immediate future with the club. So he's ahead this of schedule. This is the most critical time, Glenn. This yeah. is the most critical time because now the metrics are little, are just two, three metrics. Uh, the strength that he can get back, the muscle that he can get back around the, the injury side. But other than that, it's more the pressure that himself is putting on the staff. I'm feeling good. I want to play. I need to be in. And then the staff, you know, pushing back. Hold on. Give us a minute. We want you to be good. And that idea of being... Um, more prone to injure the other foot than the one that has ju- just been treated is real because sometimes the weight is on the other foot, not on the one that is injured. And then it, it becomes, uh, you know, very dangerous to get injured on that side. So it's that time in which the player is pushing and the staff is pushing back. And when are we going to take that decision? And that's why it's the most critical time, the last part of these injuries. Because at the end of the day, what the, the staff wants is a player that can last. There's not going to re-injure. There's not going to have any other kind of injuries related to that. And the player, what he wants is just be on the field right away because he feels good. Of but course. he seems to be, and I had talked to him about that off mic. I mean, he seems to be pretty clear uh, about the fact that he doesn't want to push it and he's not going to mm-hmm. fight for it. He's going to strictly, uh, he said the decision is between himself, the medical staff, 
and the uh, technical staff, which uh, all makes sense. And so it's. Uh, but that's why relationship glands are so important. Yeah. Because and if trust. he trusts, trust, there's got to be exactly. a lot of trust. Yeah. And that comes with the relationship. If he trusts the staff and he trusts that they're doing everything for his own good and that the minutes that he's not having on the field are going to come later and he's going to be good, then it's easier to manage these situations. But there's some clubs and there's some rosters and players that, you know, have those kind of fights with the staff because they don't believe actually that the staff is doing it on their own benefit. They're now holding him back. Now, you know, it happens in, in, in other places. So, I mean, John mentioned something that's really, really key. The overcompensation that you have on the other extremity, whatever it is, you know, uh, especially when it comes to legs and you can do damage there because you're overcompensating. And it is so true and it happens a lot. And he also makes a very, very valid point about the fact that, you know, you, you don't have to rush him back. And one of the things that's really key about New York City, and we mentioned a little bit before, th th this team won a championship, you know, with him, uh, with him out. So, you know, they're, they're well covered there. They're a better team when he's on the field. So you can take your time in making sure that it's 100% right. It's better a week late than a week early. And, you know, the staff has indicated to us a different timetable than what Anton is indicating to us. So maybe there'll be a happy medium, but uh, we'll, we'll see what winds up happening. But the most important thing is that he's healthy and that he doesn't damage anything else because he got back too early. Well, one of the things, absolutely, and if they get them over the final third of the season, just looking at the dates again, late June, early July, late June, June 29th at FC Cincinnati, which is the uh, expectancy date, his wife with their second daughter. Uh, then July 3rd uh, at home to Atlanta, July 9th home to New England, and it goes from there at FC Dallas uh, at Red Bulls. So, uh, we'll just have to see. And, you know, he talks about the tests. And, John, that's – and, Roberto, you're both referring to the, uh, you know, maybe putting more pressure on the opposite leg inadvertently. And a lot has to do with the, the level of uh, musculature and mm -hmm. all the different things. And that's what these tests are about, right? Okay. Yeah. Now, the other thing that let, – let's face it. The other thing for Cheneau is he wants to come back and be a good player again. Why? Because his contract expires at the end of this season. I don't know how much that plays into it, but I brought that up during the broadcast. Cheneau uh, signed a three-year contract extension with New York City this week. Anton Tinnerholm, 30 years old. What's your desire as a player? You want to stay? Yeah, that, that's uh, that's what I want to do, you know. And then uh, it's up to the club as well. Uh, we all know my, my contract expires after this season, and uh, yeah, then I'm a, I'm a free agent. So uh, you never know in this business, uh, but uh, if uh, if the club uh, really wants uh, wants me to uh, stay and, and show that, uh, then I'm gonna stay. So uh, hopefully I stay here for more years. Uh, but uh, yeah, you, you never know. Can you disclose whether? There have been talks yet, or is there an understanding that won't happen until at the end of the year? No, we we more gonna focus on me going back uh, from the rehab, and uh, that, then we'll see after that. Uh, but I think we both know we have each other, uh, so it, it, it's not a big big deal now. I, I don't want to have that kind of discussion right now. That uh, so it's more focus on getting back, and then then we have to take that uh, later. 
All right. So if the club wants me to stay and shows that uh, that, then I'm going to stay. But he also said it's not a big deal that both parties desire to make something happen. But it's uh, always more complicated than that. We've we've been through a, a few of these, right, Roberto, uh, during the course of time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes uh, it just doesn't work out. I mean, sometimes you think you have players that are going to stay for a while and don't. And, uh, you know, but if he decide if it for some reason doesn't work out with New York City and I do expect them to re up him. But uh, I don't think he's going to have any problem finding suitors either in MLS or any place else. He's a brilliant player, especially going forward. He's uh, the type of guy who's got your back no matter who you are on the field. And uh, he's is an ideal teammate. He he really really is. He lights up the locker room as well. Fun guy to be around. I mean, he clicks all the boxes. He's the type of player that you want to keep around. So uh, I would think that New York City wants to keep him. I mean, it all it will also probably depend upon money, among other things. I mean, obviously they also know that they've got a replacement in place in Tavon Gray, and uh, that he's going to develop and get better as well. So, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of decisions made there, but I do expect him to come back. There is incentive, though, for him to come back and, and, and perform. And, uh, you know, the timing of that, I think, uh, is important to him personally and obviously to the team. If, if you get Tinnerholm back at about 90 to 95% of what he's been over the years with the club, uh, that's going to uh, pay dividends, I think, as they uh, look to uh, make it back-to-back -back MLS Cups. You, you can call it, Glenn, a second window reinforcement. Yeah, absolutely. He's a, he's a summer transfer. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you can it, hold it until the end of the window. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like that analogy. Well, you mentioned, uh, you know, with contracts, we talk about, uh, you know, the cost, the budget, and MLS salaries. If there's one question uh, that I wanted to ask him that it just it just never kind of fit and uh, I, I couldn't get it in there because I think he would answer it honestly. And I, I wanted to ask him in his time at New York City when these stupid MLS salary drops come out, you know, which everybody gets all buzzed about. And I, I just I think it's so inappropriate, but that's just me because I've coached and I've had to deal with scholarships, not salaries with players, you know, knowing what everybody else is making. And it's just it's just agonizing sometimes. I know these guys are adults, but some of them are very young adults. Some of them are making a lot of money. Others are not. But I really wanted to ask him if he's ever sensed any animosity in the room on the day that the, these things come out. And I, we don't know. But there's animosity somewhere in Major League Soccer in some locker room when these things hit uh, the morning of uh, whatever it was this week. And well, Can you know, I tell you a story? Yeah, sure. Okay. So here's a young player on a big market team. And this happened a couple of years back. So it's not this year, right? And salaries comes out. And I'm talking to the guy just because we got a good relationship. And he is like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I can't have a real good relationship with the senior guys on my team. And say, why? Well, they're good with me on the field. But when they get together, I can't be with them. And I went, why? Well, listen, because it's either always me, the one who never pays, 
right? The bill, if you're going out for eating or drinking something, coffee, yeah. whatever. They won't let them. Or I'm spending the whole month in three guys because I'm not taking those guys to the corner. <laughs> so, you know, it's like I can't. I can't deal with that. I can't mingle with them. I'm, I'm spending, you know, my house money on that. So yeah, I have to be at home. I can't stay. I, I have to that's stay. Kind of it's not even that I want to, but I have to. So that's one side of it. And that might not, I don't know how much that would impact, but that's a relationship. Those are relationships. It is. It is. So it, it makes a difference. But, you know, uh, I, well, let's just let's just look at some of the factual stuff here. And I'm not saying this has caused anything or would, but Sean Johnson, captain, 32 years old. And, you know, it's circumstantial. Contracts are different. But he makes $550,000. Santi Rodriguez was signed uh, to a contract uh, for over $650,000. Now, that, but that's just you know, that's just a little thing in there, and both are making good livings. Uh, I don't think any, anybody's going to, uh, you know, kind of uh, either one of them or anybody within the club's going to say, oh, you know, cry poor or anything. But it's just those little things that you just wonder when they come out, you look at it, you go, oh, come on. Glenn, but, it, but the thing is, it happens up and down and everywhere. You know, I mean, a guy like Freddie Montero, who is the top goal star, the historic top goal scorer for Seattle Saunders. And he was making $80,000 last year. And he's making a uh, hundred thousand this year so he's basically playing for free that's right? kind of his choice so yeah but that, i don't know but that's exactly great, but that's, that's the point but that's example. his choice yeah that's no his it is it is because at the same time you have an historic guy an iconic guy for that franchise that decided to come and keep yeah. playing even under those economic right, circumstances right. right it's not that the team doesn't have money it's that he wants to help the team to spend money in other places so it's different personalities, different locker rooms, different, uh, you know, uh, uh, needs and, and, and environments for players. So I think that's the make the big point there is you don't want this to happen, especially on this league. Well, the most important thing that you want on a player more than a real player is a good person. And then you don't have these issues. No, 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 right. and that's why there's no issues on this team. I would assume because it, it's exactly. built on good. It's built on good people. But, but Roberto, Roberto, do you know what? Why do they drop the salaries every May? Why do they do that? Do you know why? I, I don't. I I don't know the reason why the, of the timing. But I mean, they do it twice a year, right? They do it at somewhere at the beginning of the season and then somewhere at the end. And I I see your point of view. At the same time. I like the transparency. I like the transparency a lot, okay? These are guys who are playing sports for a living, right? So, you know, if somebody knows how much you're making, you know, and you're making all these millions, you know, freaking deal with it. And if you're jealous in the locker room, then that's your problem, and maybe that's a team's problem that they've got to be able to deal with one, one way or another, okay? I wish there was more transparency in all of this because there would be less cheating, right? I mean, and, uh, you know, the old NASCAR saying, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Miami tried that, right? Miami tried that. They had how many? Five DPs at the end of the day. And so, you know, they got caught. So how do you cheat in NASCAR? Do you, you, you rig the engine or something? I, what, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Aerodynamics, uh, oh, okay. the oil, the engine, the gas, the, the tires. Right. They, they, they inspect the cars 
before every single race and after every single race. And guys had won races and gotten disqualified because uh, their tires were inflated or something like that. There was something like, wow. one would think, oh, my God, this is Excellent. crazy. Excellent. You know, but. I started watching that. Uh, I started watching that Formula One series on Netflix. Well, that's a totally different ballgame. <laughs> no, it is, but it, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. It really reminds me of the big soccer clubs. There's like ten yeah. teams that have a lot of money, and they they're in every race. And then like the top right. two or three teams win everything. So it's like Man City, Liverpool, and you know Bayern Munich. It's interesting. Yeah. I, it I, it I, is. I never so anyway, uh, my, my point is that I, I see what you're saying and I get it. But at the end yeah. of the day, I I appreciate the transparency. I don't and need to know. By the way, nobody came here thinking that their salaries were going to be secret or anything like that. Because it's, And if they didn't do their homework to know that this is what the Players Association does twice doesn't a year, matter. that's on them. Doesn't matter. It's I mean, it's been done forever. So. It's the human condition, man. Doesn't matter. You could be the, yeah, the greatest condition. You could be the greatest, changes. most altruistic, everything person. When you see you're making 120, and another guy that you think you're better than is making 800, it it hits you. That's all I'm telling you, man. It hits you. But a little it hits you with every I, kind of every kind of money, Glenn. It huh? hits you even without budgets and salary caps, and it, it hits sure. you anyways. You go to the big clubs. And it's always going to happen. You know, yeah. there's always someone. Why is this guy making? And they're not making $100,000 a year. Right, they're right. making millions. 330 So it's on the person. Week. It's on the person. It's <laughs> yeah. not on the system. Hey, all I know yeah. is at 14 years old, I was not making $84,000. I just want So Maximo Carrizo, he's the one guy that I'm really happy for on that list especially. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I spoke with his dad. Remember, uh, in the last training session, there were two guys that yeah, were standing. Yeah. Out, uh, they were there and they're hanging out. And all of a sudden, I figured, oh, they're oh, his dad. Spanish. His dad had that nice suit on. Is that why? Maybe he's a, yeah. He's so uh, that was his dad, and then his grandpa was there too. And yeah. we got to talking, and it was just a nice, uh, interesting conversation about uh, about a, a lot of different things. So uh, Augusto, that's, came, that's his name. Yeah, and then and then. Uh, the kid came and he had been doing, he had worked, he, he's injured. So he's been uh, working on his own inside, trying to get, trying to get better and, you know, physically. And um, it was very nice meeting all of them. All right. Augusto that's, uh, Carrizo, that's his name. I play with him. Augusto, who, his father? Yeah. You played well, with him where? didn't play with the 11-year-old. No, yeah, exactly, with the kid. <laughs> I was babysitting no, the kid. The kid I'm, was I'm, a little baby and I was playing with his father. In where that? Where in uh in, in uh Corona Park? Karen, uh, McCarran. Where's Brooklyn. that? In Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. Oh, yeah, wow. it's a big league in McCarran Park. Oh. People get paid to play there. Oh, so cash, right? Cash. Uh, you just get cash. How much yeah, cash would you get if you won the game, John? How much cash would you get? <laughs> we don't have players associations, so I'm not disclosing the money. Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. He, Very he doesn't nice. want Augusto to get jealous. That's a, that's a deal. <laughs> no. Oh, Augusto. He he was a really good center back. He came and played college from Argentina and played college here. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. yeah. Very really good center back. successful business as well. So Very hey, tactical. So Another great uh, immigrant story. So what's uh, referees in Qatar, John? You, uh, you tweeted that out today. That was the announcement. And... Uh, Elfath, well, you go over it. You know, who's who's going, and uh, is there anything significant from this? I, I did see that the first woman referee 
Stephanie uh, Frappart. Uh, so, yeah, there are three women. One is from oh, okay. pro, one is American. So no, but no, it. I'm sorry. No, no, I mean middle referee. No, I'm talking oh, okay, about referees. Referee, not, not a sister. Referees. I'm talking referee. Okay. The, the first yeah. woman ever is this Stephanie Rapport. She's from uh, she's from France. Correct. So what they do with the Rapport. list is that Rapport. Uh, they rapport. They uh break it down into referees, assistant referees, and video assistant referees. All right. Okay. So pro is sending uh five guys, five people. One only one referee, Ismael Alfaz. Okay. Three assistant referees. One of them, like I said, is Catherine Nesbic, Corey Parker, and Kyle Atkins. Okay. And then the VAR guy is Armando Villarreal. Ah, Villarreal. Mm -hmm. Okay. So those are the guys that are going. Didn't he? With he was pro, the VAR. He was the VAR in a recent uh, New York City match. Was it Columbus? No, it was. Uh, which one was it? Because San Jose. We spoke to him about a uh, penalty. Yeah, yeah. Which, so, uh, uh, and, I, and I got the call from him directly, and I'm trying to remember to see which one it was, but uh, I, I can't seem to find it over here quickly. But in the meantime, that you find it, uh, Roberto, if you find it. No, and I'm not going to find it because it doesn't and, say. But okay. And Villarreal, things, Glenn, Villarreal also did the. Uh, he was in the middle for the MLS Cup. Uh, Final Portland and New York City FC, right? Armando Villarreal. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, two things. One, don't forget about the uh, trivia because we are almost. Yeah. Getting and I plugged it on your social media, by the way. Oh, you did? And I did too. Yeah. And then there's a comment and a question from Chris. Will Maximo play for New York City FC too? That one there? Yeah. Okay. It all depends. It all depends on one, he has to recover from that little injury that he has. And then second, the NYCFC two season is not as long as the MLS season, so it all depends on timing and and what they want from him and what Ronnie needs from him at some point if he wants him to travel and be on the bench and have that experience with the first team. Well, I do appreciate the reminder on the trivia. I got caught up in a referee. You're welcome. And uh, contracts and uh, things like that. But here is the question: for four tickets to a future New York City FC game, unspecified. And uh, what are you laughing at, Roberto? Yes, <laughs> it's two minutes to go. Well, it seems so rigged. Well, this is, and now I'm associated with this. Oh my god! And you wasting the two minutes. This is the second exactly. time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> this is the second time that Roberto has publicly denigrated the work I'm doing in producing this, yes. editing it, and and everything else. But uh, yes, you deserve it. Who is the New York City? Well, if people are viewing. They can uh, answer it right now and win. If they can't, we'll hold it in abeyance till next week. Who is the uh, player for New York City FC? Who is the who holds the record for most assists in a single game for New York City FC? I'm not even gonna. You just have to name the player. You don't even have to say how many or who it was against and what the score of the game was, et cetera, et cetera. So that's uh, we'll just keep letting it scroll for a few more minutes. And uh, I'll uh, make sure that my... Can I throw a little tip? Twitter is up. Say what? Can I throw in a little tip for the answer? Oh, you mean like a... Uh, yeah, sure. So, Tinder Home was involved on that game, right? He was. Well, he was involved in the scoreline. He Go was. Ahead. And are you saying... Didn't you indicate to me before we came out that's his last goal scored? He's got yes. nine goals. Nine oh, career Jesus. goals. Well, and that was give it away at this point. Well, how, no. how am I giving it away? Because right. he doesn't know it, Glenn. 
Oh, I definitely don't know it. Uh, I definitely don't know it. Hey. I've got uh, my twi- I've got my Twitter up. If anybody wants to answer on Twitter, you can also answer on my YouTube channel, which is showing this, and also uh, Facebook. So what? What, Roberto? Excuse right, me for so interrupting. Golf has news okay. that uh, the U.S. Uh, June roster will be released tomorrow. Twenty six players are expected, and they will report to Cincinnati ahead of the June first friendly against Morocco. And uh, they've already confirmed somewhere along the line. Um, I'm blanking on the name now. Uh, this player from uh, German American and has left Germany to come uh, play for the U.S. 21 years old. Um, yeah, he played for the. I, mean, I saw his name become. I'm not familiar with him, Roberto, but I I, I do recall. Uh, I'll uh, find it right now. It being posted, and uh, well, I I mean, 26 player roster, so. You know he's got some choices. He he indicated Greg Berhalter that he might bring in. I can't remember how he put it, but two or three, two or three players that had not been in the pool prior. You know who had not been in the run up to uh, what is now the preparation for uh, for Cutter two thousand twenty. Okay, so nineteen year old Bayern Munich midfielder Malik Tillman. And uh, he last played for Germany for the U21s. And uh, supposedly, according to reports, Germany is not very happy about this switch. Good. Cool. <laughs> so, I hope he's good. I so, hope he's good. Give well, him time. Let's see. What is he? What league is he? Is he in Bundesliga or, or two Bundesliga? Or is he playing in Germany? Where is he playing? It, does, it doesn't say. Where? It, it yeah. says that he's a Bayern player, but uh, oh, I don't Bayern. know okay. if yeah. he's actually played there. I mean, honestly, I hadn't really heard of him. So, um, trying to see if I could find out anything about him. Well, we're teasing that trivia question for the next time we're on. And people are going to get a, if they look at this back on tape, uh, they'll get, uh, they'll be able to look it up. <laughs> this is not have- one. This You're is not be one in that, trouble now. <laughs> this is one that's not particularly easy to find, though. I mean, you just I know not, it's not like just yeah. Out and there, you asking you know? with two minutes to go, I mean, makes this thing seem terribly rigged. I I do like it's not rigged. <laughs> I do like what are you talking about? And congratulations to Corey Clayton who won the last uh, set of yes. tickets and have posted a nice picture on uh, Twitter and thanking us. And uh, did he? Didn't he see did. it. Yes, he did. Yes, yeah. that's, that's on me. But on, yeah. uh, from from the Delta Good. Club. Awesome. Yeah, from the Delta awesome. Club, which is uh, so so much thanks to uh, marketing and uh, communications for New York City FC to uh, make these tickets available. And uh, well, uh, here we go. Uh, we do have one uh, response on Twitter. You all doomed. What a great Twitter account. Uh, Maxi with three assists in five to two win against FCC. Can we check and see if he had three assists there? Because that's not what I have in the New York City record books produced no. not by any of us. Can nope. you go back? Go to that game. Uh, I, the 5-2 win. What year? Well, I don't know. But let's make sure we're getting this. Let's make sure <coughs> if, if he deserves credit. because I'm 5-2? Look, I'm looking at... There's the, no 5-2. It's 5-0. Well, well, it depends. A, no, there was one. a 5-2 because there oh, were two, yeah. New York City scored all seven goals because there were two own goals in that game. I remember right. Ibiaga well, had three. one, and I don't yes. remember who had the other. Crap. 
That's what right. I remember. I, 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 gotta, I know where to find mind. it, I think. All right. All right. And then you got you to gotta check on the – so we have, we have something uh, from the club that defines the regular season club records and the club's single match record for assists in one game – that's not the name. I mean, that's a, that's the obvious person that you might want to pick, Maxi Morales. But we are going to look into it because it is three assists. Uh, but it was another player that uh, we have uh, listed. You guys find it yet? Okay, so the five-two game. Hold on, let me see. Uh, Ever assist by Anton Tinnerholm. I'd say Mitrida scored one nothing. Ever two nothing. Ever own goal two one. Ismael Tajudi Shradi no assist. Maxi Morales assist on Ever. Uh, no, no. Maxi Morales okay. score Valentino right. Castellanos. No. All right. So y'all do not even, uh, not even two assists for anybody there. Okay. So no, yeah. Tajuri uh, had two assists. He assists on Tajuri and assists on Ever. All right. Boy, and Maxi Tinner, had two. Tinnerholm was all over the place on this. Uh, one on Mitrita. Huh? Yeah. All over the place. On 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 Fat Mob, they don't give him an assist. They gave him an assist on Ever, and that was it. All right. He doesn't oh. get an assist according to Fat Mob here. You know why? Because Fat Mob doesn't recognize secondary assists. Good. Actually, they didn't give any assist on that goal that you were talking about. Oh, okay, I have so a four-one. I clipped. Uh, I didn't play it tonight, but I clipped uh, uh, when Santi Rodriguez got the assist uh, on the uh, Collins goal against DC United. Remember the short corner? He just played a ball back to Gloucester, mm-hmm. then Gloucester served it. They both got assists. Anton Titterholm, uh he was uh, really uh, disparaging about the second assist. He goes, that's a hockey thing. You know, what? what's going on? He goes, you got to, he's talking to me. You got to change this like MLS Americans. What are you doing? That, uh, <laughs> there's no second assist. So we had a pretty good back and forth on that, Roberto. So that's interesting uh, that some regard it and some don't. Okay. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to let, let's do something. I'm going to ask you a question, a little trivia. We finish that. And then we give time to people just maybe answering the trivia that you put in out there. Right. Yeah. And I've got one more thing I can play too, but go ahead, John. Okay. So there's only one guy that is active. I'm on the 11 first top goal scorers in the history of MLS. Who is that guy? Uh, I've got to think. There's a guy who's active. Who's active. He's playing right now, and he's a top, of top the, 11. Yes, of the all history top goal scorers in MLS. I feel like I know this. I think, has New York City played this team this year? Yeah, he, yeah, he played in many teams, yeah. But uh, I, this year. No, I, meant, I, I think year. I know the no. answer to this. No, okay. no. I think I know the answer to this. Who? Go. KK. Yes. Kai Kamara. Mr. Kai Kamara. He scored last night, and he has 133 goals. Tied Jaime Moreno for goals. He is one away from Jeff Cunningham, who has 134. The first two are, of course, Wondo, 171, and Landon, 145. Correct. And no one one between the first and 11... I have to interrupt, guys. Uh, okay, you, you got the answer. Uh, well, y'all doomed who we de- de- declined uh, his, right. uh, his he, submission. He, he, he is he, now he, tweeted, I am confused. Here is the match report. And the match report, and 
So, Roberta, whatever you were reading, yes, second assists weren't there. But MLS, they've got second assists, so we're going to count that. So listen to this. First okay. goal, first goal, Shradi, Tinnerholm, and Eber, the assist, two assists. Second goal, what? Eber, Tinnerholm, and Maxi Morales, the assist. Third goal, yeah, Matriza. Hold on. Will you let me go? Third goal, Matriza. Maxi Morales, the assist. Fourth goal, Maxi Morales, Cassiano's assist. But here we go. The fifth and final goal for New York City, Eber, assist, Maxi Morales. He had three assists. And you all what, 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 what game was this? The game you guys were looking up, New York City no, five. The five two game. It we have it. I have it totally different. Yeah. Then it's got to be a different game. Because no. The five two game. It's Mitritza in the eleventh, Eber in the seventeenth, Tajiri Shradi in the 29th, You're, Eber in the forty ninth. You are and Maxi Morales in the. You 90th. are on so the wrong game because I well st listen to me. So sometimes you don't listen to me, Roberto. I said the five two game where there were two own goals. And it was the uh, Ibiaga and Eber. That's the game I'm looking at on June the 6th, 2019. So they've beaten FC Cincinnati twice. So I can forgive you for. Uh, I'm looking at that, that game too. And according to this, which is Spot Mob, they have different goal scores. Well, I'm looking at the MLS. What? I'm looking at the MLSsoccer.com match center NYC versus Cincinnati, June 6th, 2019. I mean, you can't doctor this thing. And I do remember and the own goals are in here. There's Zibiaga in the 76th minute. Uh, Eber in the 37th minute. Can, um, so I, all right, we're going to have – here's what I'm going to do. All right. So do you think this has been rigged? <laughs> I am uh, – anyway. So oh, whoever, I, I've got all right. I, whoever I can uh, look this whole thing up. All right. all right, all right. So it's at Cheese Code is the uh, is the Twitter address. So, sir, there is my uh, uh, email address. Please email me, uh, and I or sir or ma'am or miss or Mister or whatever. So, uh, Glencrook zero one at Gmail. So uh, email me, and uh, we will uh, confirm that. I appreciate how uh, how deep you dug for that because uh, I, I think this is going to be uh, I think uh, y'all doomed is uh, perhaps uh, on the white right wavelength, but we're going to check more into it. Okay, boys, Every, anybody got any final thoughts? Got a game coming up Sunday. Fire! We didn't really talk much. Yeah, Tati is not playing on Sunday. Of course, well, there you go. He's suspended. That's a that's a you may one. expect uh, Haido Torres to be a starter for Chicago Fire. That will be his first started 11 since he came in from Mexico to Chicago Fire. And then um, Gagas Lonina is not having a really good streak right now. He's having a lot yeah, of issues on goal. Yeah, I, I, I heard. I didn't see I didn't see the game yesterday, but they say that he gave up some pretty bad goals against the Red Bulls. I don't know how he's, many. He's struggling but... a little bit. And here's the, uh, here's the answer we were given for the uh, trivia question. I'm going to put it out there. Alex Ring had three assists versus Inter-Miami on October 3rd, 2020. And we will continue to uh, confirm that uh, Maxi Morales also had three assists in a single game. Uh, that, again, is not in the New York City record book as we know it. However, we uh, will continue to research that. And uh, please uh, email me at that, and uh, we'll see if we can get this done. Uh, Roberto, get your head in the, uh, in the frame, would you? I'm looking on my computer because I actually have every single box score of New York City, New York City's history. 
Okay. And I'm, uh, I don't know if it's T versus team. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to find it out. I'll, all right. You're gonna. You're gonna follow up with me. Uh, I will. Uh, at che- at Cheese Code said he'll see you in the parking lot at City Field. Cause <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. John, have a great week and weekend. Uh, Roberto, you as well. New York City FC Network. Uh, we've got uh, a five o'clock kickoff, so that means four forty-five airtime uh, coming up on Sunday. Uh, Roberto and Ariel will have their Facebook Live at 4 p.m. Uh, Maddie and I will be on at 4, no, at 3.30. You're at 3.30, we're at 4. And uh, remember, I am to be forgiven for any uh, uh, confusion on this uh, particular live stream. Soccer in the City Live, man. It's great to uh, have you all with us. Thanks for being with us. And, uh, gents, have a good night. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Hopefully. Check the air in Jersey Enjoy just in it. case. It might be something. <laughs> How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.